Hello and welcome to Reenergize. This is the place to discover more about emerging tech in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name is Johnny Love, Project Manager at ORE Catapult and Shadow Board Member at Renewable UK. At the Catapult, we connect agile technology developers, academics and industry players working to accelerate the UK's wind, wave and tidal energy sectors. You're listening to the first episode in our mini-series of Reenergize SME Spotlight. In the run-up to the offshore wind industry's largest event in the UK, Global Offshore Wind, we're shining the spotlight on 10 innovative SMEs that we're proud to host on our pavilion stand at the event. In each episode, we'll learn more about the innovative solutions each company is bringing to the offshore renewable energy market and explore a wider industry topic. In this episode, I'm joined by Paul Clark, Managing Director and Co-Founder of Master Filter, a UK-based company developing a game-changing oil filtration system for offshore wind turbines. Paul, thanks for joining us today. To start off, I'd like to learn a little more about Master Filter, please. Can you give us an overview about your company and the kind of work that you carry out? What would your elevator pitch, if you like, for our listeners be? Well, our elevator pitch is that oil is a very important component within any system but it's not given sufficient thought or credence. It's like the blood within your body. And what we have is a product which is able to keep the oil ultra clean, cleaner than anything else that's available at the moment. And the benefits of doing that are incredible as it is if your blood is clean in your body. So for example, we are able to reduce things like mechanical wear within close fitting metal components to conserve a valuable finite resource by not needing to change it so often. And within the wind industry, by moving to our superior technology, which will have significant O&M benefits like reduced maintenance, increased lifetime availability, and increased asset availability in terms of lifetime extension. You've touched on this a little already, but could you tell us a bit more about the technology that you're developing? What's the journey that Master Filter has been on so far? The journey has been long and hard. My co-founder was the inventor of the base Master Filter technology over 20 years ago. And he developed it primarily for an automotive application. However, what we've found throughout the life of Master Filter is that our product is disruptive in that it's not a me too product. And we have to explain that it's able to do things that people didn't necessarily think were possible. We really got moving in 2018 in terms of focus on offshore wind. We knew there was an Achilles heel. We knew that there'd been a problem from the beginning of the industry where wind turbines had failed prematurely at an alarming rate to the degree where some turbine OEMs had actually fallen out of the belief that they could obtain a gearbox system that was capable of longevity. So they moved to things like direct drive. Fortunately for Masterfield, there are still companies like Vestas and Min Yang who have persevered with this technology. We have also been doing quite a lot of testing of our product. We've done a lot of testing within the automotive sector, but primarily within the energy arena. We're able to collaborate with Strathclyde University in Glasgow. Within their laboratories, they have a, a twin transmission test rig that we were able to 
run our system on for over three months. We did this in collaboration with the Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult as well. What we were able to prove in terms of hypothesis was with our technology, we were able to reclaim what could be considered to be useless oil. So the oil that was within the system at Strathclyde, there was no information as to how old it was, and that's not untypical, but it was pretty bad. And most people would have said that this needs to be changed. But what we was able to show that through running our system was that we were able to dramatically improve the cleanliness of the oil. The thing about oil is there's a, a misbelief that oil wears out and it doesn't. It just gets contaminated. And if you're able to remove those contaminants, you're able to reclaim the basis of the oil and, and able to reuse it. The second thing that we were then able to do was to remove that old oil and put in fresh oil. Interestingly to us, we didn't do a very good job of cleaning out the base of the sump because as soon as we put the new oil in around the system, it just went all manky again. But it was very heartening just visually to see our system clean all that up. Some six weeks later, the oil looked like whiskey. It was a fantastic thing to see. The university, Dr. Pablo Sola, he published a technical report on the findings and basically said it was the best thing they'd ever really seen and that um, it was highly applicable for the wind industry. On the basis of that, the offshore renewable energy catapult named Master Filter as a game changer technology. Thanks for supplying some background there, Paul. I'd like to move on now to wider industry discussion, if I may. We'd like to talk a little more about predictive versus reactive maintenance for the offshore wind sector and how uh, the filtration system that you are developing help detect and filter out water and, and particulate matter from hydraulic and lubricating systems to prevent operations downtime. So why is it so important to build this type of system into a wind turbine from the beginning rather than trying to fix the cross-contamination issue later on? Well, there's a number of really good answers to that, Johnny. I mean, the first one is it's pretty obvious that uh, as we see more proliferation of wind turbines being installed, they go further and further offshore. So the capability and ability to service these systems is becoming more and more difficult. So intrinsically, it makes much more sense for these systems to be much more robust and from our perspective, what we're looking at is asset care. There's a huge amount of money spent on these individual systems. So why wouldn't you want to take the best care of these things as possible? I think most of them are signed off on a belief that they'll last for 25 years. We believe with our technology, we could be looking at 40, 50 years plus in terms of a really key area which falls over remarkably quickly ordinarily. I mean, it's like anything, if you think of this in a logical perspective, if you have a mechanical wear taking place within a complex system, the condition of wear increases exponentially the longer time moves on. So the sooner you're able to put it in a position where it's in optimal running conditions, you're able to reduce the speed of wear. You can't eliminate it, but you can reduce that speed and lessen that curve on the graph of exponential wear. It makes absolute sense to look after your oil, have it ultra clean, and maintain that as soon as possible. Another question from me then, you mentioned in your introduction, you've got vast experience elsewhere, and that some of the products DNA is in alternative sectors, i.e. not offshore wind. And I was wondering, how can 
this industry, the offshore wind industry, look towards other sectors and learn from them with a particular reference to being more proactive in our O&M activity? There's huge opportunity for cross-sector learning. I mentioned the ability to reduce mechanical wear. General Motors did a number of tests with research looking at the benefits of ultra-clean oil with internal combustion engines. And they were able to establish that it's possible to reduce mechanical wear in close-fitting metal components by up to 93%, which is absolutely colossal. If you look at an engine, it's got gears, it's got shafts, it's got bearings. So do wind turbines. Our hypothesis is that we believe that we could bring this level of performance to the wind industry for the first time. Could we reduce mechanical wear by 93%? I don't know is the answer. We need to do a lot more work in terms of longevity to establish that. But I am absolutely convinced, as all of our research and testing have been showing so far, that we can make significant reductions in mechanical wear. And we just want to be able to prove that and get this technology into the sector and make it far more robust. So we're just about to finish up on this episode of the SME Spotlight series with Master Filter, but I want to mention the Global Offshore Wind Conference that's coming up on the 21st and 22nd of June. Paul, what are you most looking forward to at the conference and what do you hope to see come out of it for you and for Master Filter? Well, first and foremost, this will be the first conference that we'll have attended since COVID. So we're really looking forward to seeing people that we haven't seen for an awful long time. And we're also looking forward to updating the people that we have engaged in conversations with in the past with our progress and updates, trying to bring together the collaborations that we're seeking. We had to be quite careful when we met before because we didn't have our patents in place. We now have our UK patent in place. We now have our applications filed for China, for mainland Europe and for the United States. So we're now in a position where we can talk frankly and honestly and in detail about our product, how it works and how it can benefit the industry. Paul, thank you for taking part in this SME Spotlight episode of Re-Energize as a special for Global Offshore Wind. Make sure you tune in to the next episode in the mini-series where we shine the spotlight on another one of our SMEs at this year's Pavilion. In the meantime, listeners can find more about ORE Catapult activities at ore.catapult.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn using the handle at ORE Catapult. 